0: Hey, it's Brenda Meller. I've got some exciting event news. You're invited to my upcoming free live webinar. It's called Getting Leads for Your Coaching, Consulting, or Solopreneur Business Using LinkedIn. I'm gonna teach you the same techniques in this webinar that I use to help me generate high-quality leads every week, and you're gonna learn how to do so without the use of automation or AI or a heavy sales pitch, because I don't know about you, I always get a bit squeamish when it comes to sales, but I'll teach you a way to position yourself and to get leads without anything that makes you feel squeamish. If you attend, you'll learn the keys to supercharging your business using LinkedIn, whether you're a coach, consultant, or solopreneur. You'll learn how to use LinkedIn to find high quality leads for your business using the free basic version of LinkedIn. You'll learn what to do and what not to do when you find those new potential connections and why. And finally, I'm going to teach you some additional strategies to clearly show you how to fully leverage LinkedIn in an easy step-by-step process. Join me on my final webinar for the month, which will be held on Wednesday, June 12th at noon Eastern time. Learn more and register at mellermarketing.com slash getting leads. This is Brenda Meller, and I have with me here Dave Jacobson. Hey, Dave, how are you doing today?
1: Well, good afternoon. I'm terrific. And how are you today, Brenda?
0: I am doing great and delighted to have you on. We're doing a LinkedIn profile mini audit. Before I pull your profile up on screen, Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and what your company is all about?
1: Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. So my name is Dave Jacobson, and my company is Jacobson Sales Leadership. And I'm a sole proprietor. And what I do is I work with small to medium-sized firms who have a sales headache. So usually the salespeople are reporting either to the sales manager or the VP, depending upon the size of the company or they're reporting to the president if they're a small company. And they hear things like, I'm gonna close the deal, I'm gonna close the deal, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen on the timeline that the salespeople say. Or the other thing that occurs is they can't continue to have heavy discounting. And they can only close a deal because of heavy discounting. Or the third big thing is I hire them, I train them, and I think they're gonna be okay. And then they don't hit their number quarter after quarter. And I need to let them go and hire again. I can't seem okay. to keep salespeople. Okay. So those tends to be the problems that I hear a lot and where I can come in and be able to help. And again, my focus was on small to medium size businesses.
0: Well, with that said, for our podcast listeners, if you want to look at Dave's profile and follow along with us, the profile is Dave A Jacobson. So it's LinkedIn.com slash in slash Dave A J A C A O B S O N again. J-A-C-O-B-S-O-N. And I'm going to show that up on screen. If you happen to be watching on YouTube, you'll see that the profile's mm-hmm. up on screen here. So, okay. So what I want to do is give you some feedback that's going to help you to use LinkedIn more effectively. And right off the bat, I'm seeing a couple of things that are, that are good signals here. We've got a header image that is using an image of a guy holding his head like he's got a headache and it says sales headache solved. Now we're looking at this in desktop view. One thing I might give you as a suggestion for improvement, Dave, is in your header image. I, LinkedIn is now saying between 50 to 70 percent of profile views are occurring on the LinkedIn mobile app. So if you were to look at your profile on the mobile app, you probably would be able to make out the image, but you might have a harder time reading sales headaches solved and even the the website, JacobsonSalesleadership.com, might be a little bit harder to read from the mobile app. So my recommendation to you is just when you're designing your header design it for the desktop view, but also for the mobile view and make sure that any important keywords or messages are legible in both places. One thing you could do is take your Jacobson sales leadership logo and maybe move that where it's really taking up a big focal point, maybe move that to the left, make it a little bit smaller, even placing it above your headshot photo. And that way you can have sales headaches solved a little bit larger in the, in the um, header there. What do you think about that?
1: Thank you for that. I think it's a great suggestion.
0: Okay, great. Next thing is, I look at your headline, is your headline speaking to your ideal target audience. You're saying removing the headache of managing your sales team, fractional VP of sales, and sales coach grew revenue. So it looks like we might have a run on here. There might have been intention of putting something else in there, or was that intentional? So you see what I'm talking about here in the headline?
1: a, a, A run on, there should be a period after coach.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So fractional VP of sales and sales coach period, or maybe a separator in there, grew revenue by 25% for four companies. So if you're going to keep everything as is, and there are a couple suggestions, one would be make it headline case, capitalizing the important words in there. So the H in headache, the M in managing, the S in sale, the T in team, all of the unimportant words, the, of, you know, the and symbol, things like that would be lowercase in there. But I would make all of the the important words uppercase. So think about a magazine headline. The the important words are are capitalized in there. And the last statement, I know that you're using it as a proof point. Grew revenue by 25% for four companies in 12 months. What if you were to use that in the, and I'm not sure if they call it present perfect or whatever they're they're saying, but what if you say growing revenue by 25% or more for for small to medium-sized businesses? Instead of just saying you did this for four companies in 12 months, which might make me think, was that the only result you got so far? We're for those four companies or are you not getting the same results? Are you not getting any results? So what if you were to say uh, a statement that's more factual, but helps to illustrate the power of the work that you do? What are your thoughts on that?
1: No, I understand that and I appreciate your perspective on it. I think it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Next thing, let's look at contact info and you and I are first level connections. So I can click on your contact info and I can see information in here. Having said that, there's going to be some people, Dave, that are not your first level connections. So I want you to think about looking through your profile from top to bottom and figuring out if I'm not first level connections, how do I get a hold of you? Where do I go to learn more? So I would expect that I'm going to see some contact info in your about statement. And I just clicked to expand to see if that's the case. I do see, yep, we got an email address and a phone number. Now, I could certainly get your website address from your email, but you might want to think about if there's a specific landing page that you want people to go to in your website, including that in your about statement. Because there are some people, as you know, Dave, that they're shopping around. They're maybe not ready to email you or call you just yet. They want to do a little bit more research on their own to figure out, is Dave a good fit for me? So since you had three in your contact info, I'm guessing that one of those three might make sense in your about statement. In addition, when I go to your experience section, I want to see at least one form of a call to action or contact info in here as well. Some people will skip your about and they'll only read your experience. Other people will skip experience and only read about. So what I like to do is sprinkle in your call to action or contact information for your ideal target audience several places throughout the profile. I like to call it marketing on a silver platter. Like I'm serving up different ways that you can get a hold of me if you're ready, leaving my LinkedIn profile and learning more about me. Now, having said that, I'm going to go back to your contact info. And when I click to open up, I see that you're using three web pages, One is your homepage, one is your about, and the third one is your services page. Dave, do you have any page where you're collecting information, a contact us, a newsletter, subscribe, lead magnets, anything along those lines?
1: The only thing I have of what you said is contact us, which I think is book an appointment.
0: Okay, book an appointment. That might be an important one.
1: That yeah, And that I believe is on the first page
0: is that on your homepage?
1: I believe so. If it's not, it's on the second one, but
0: Okay, so that would be something to think about the web pages that you have inside your contact info section. Think about what are the three web pages that you want people to visit next after visiting your profile or said another way, what are the common pages that people visit first on your website when deciding to do business with you? What are the converting pages? And that's why I was asking if you have like a email list subscribe place that you can collect email addresses or a contact us form where people can fill out. Or in your case, if you've got a book and appointment page, even better, because then they could click off from here and drive that desired action. And I'll give you maybe one or two other quick pointers on here. I'm in your activity section of your profile right now. And granted, we're in January right now. And the last couple months have been a little bit, you know, different than usual, because we go from Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year—we got a lot of holidays in between here, and a lot of us our activity trickles down in December, and we're just starting to come back into it again in January again. But my recommendation is that you're focused on posting once a week. That would be like a minimum posting frequency. And with somebody like yourself, you've got you know 6,800 followers. I think you could definitely post more than once a week. You know, maybe even two to three times a week, but my recommendation is that you build up activity that's going to be sustainable. So I'd rather see you posting once a a week continuously before increasing to twice a week. And at the same time, I'm going to click on comments now. What I'm also looking for is, are you engaging with others in the homepage feed? And it looks like you're really active there one hour ago, two hours ago, 23 hours ago. I'm seeing several in there. And there's no penalty for engaging too much. You can engage as much as you want and as your schedule allows. I like to do a combination of both commenting with thoughtful comments, as well as likes and reactions. And that's going to help to build up some of that social media karma so that when you're posting in the future, some of those people are going to return the favor and comment back, as you know. But it also gets your name into the homepage feed and builds some visibility for you. I'm going to pause right there and see, do you have any questions about any of those recommendations so far?
1: No, you found my w- weakness. That huh? is my desire to post. I know I need to post. I haven't been very consistent. Okay. So it is top of my list. I know I need to be doing it. And it's not like I don't have the content. I have the content.
0: Okay. I was going to ask, like, what's, what's the hurdle that's, that's preventing you? Is it finding the time? Is it coming up with ideas? Talk to me about what's holding you back from posting.
1: Very good question. it's a multitude of of the things, but uh, I think the bottom line is like all things, I just need to schedule it. so okay. I need to get it on my calendar and schedule it and okay. uh, that I have not been doing. What I have done is a lot of behind the scenes I've created some of the content, at least the ideas for the content. I just haven't been very good or consistent at executing on it, and I know that I need to do it.
0: Okay. Well, good. Well, I know that you're making time for LinkedIn because I see you adding thoughtful comments for posts. So I want you to think about this, Dave, and I'll leave you with this final point. As we think about posting and network engagement, there's two sides of the same coin. You'll get better results out of posting if you're engaging with your network, and you'll also generate more engagement and visibility for yourself if you're not just engaging with your network, but you're also posting yourself. So. You've got the commenting downput based on what I'm seeing on here. So the next time you think about going into the homepage feeding, starting to add some more thoughtful comments to other people's posts, I want you to remember Brenda saying, nope, you got to post. Like we got to make sure that if you think about even at like a children's playground, they used to have the teeter totters. Remember there was like, you know, you'd have a little bit of weight too much on one side and it kind of go back and forth. So right now you're really heavy on commenting. I want you to start yeah. posting a little bit more. Does that help? Fair enough. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing your progress on LinkedIn, Dave. I want to thank you for your time today and for allowing me to do the profile audit here on screen on YouTube. And this will be going on the podcast later. And I know that my listeners will be looking for your updates. So thank you again for Dave for joining. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate all your time, Brenda.